Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. So what's your favorite sport, and how often do you get to play it? When we have a passion for one sport or another, we tend to concentrate on that sport and no other activities, and this is not necessarily a good thing. With us today is Dr. John Peloza, who is an orthopedic spine surgeon at Texas Back Institute, and we're going to get his thoughts on some challenges when you do one sport exclusively as well as some uh, complementary sports. So, Dr. Peloza, welcome. Thank you. Is there any value in doing sports that seem to be unrelated? Yes, because you work different muscle groups, different uh, muscle types, so that you can maintain better fitness. The second thing is, uh, by doing one thing repetitively, you have a greater chance to have a repetitive uh, injury, such as, you know, uh, throwing. Uh, Over and over again can wear out the different parts of the shoulder or the elbow. Uh, Golf is a very tough game on the back. So these repetitive-type sports when they're done uh, to a high uh, level of frequency, can create an overuse injury. Yeah, one, one of the things in doing the research for this piece that I noticed uh, <clears throat> was some very strange sports uh, that send, seem to complement each other. For example, boxing and tennis. I, I don't think I would have ever put those two together, but they both require quick reflexes. They both require fast footwork. Uh, boxing, I guess, builds up the, the core strength of the upper body. So uh, what do you think about that? If, if you're a tennis player, is boxing a good idea? Well, I've, I've never put those two together either, but then yeah, I just was thinking of a sarcastic thing, but I'll, I'll leave that to myself. <laughs> but, no, uh, <laughs> almost everything you do requires core strength because that's how you transfer force from the ground to the end appendage and from the legs to the uh, to the arms. So whatever the sport is, the link is the spine. And to prevent an injury to the spine, you must have a good solid core. But in addition to the core of your sp- uh, the core muscles, you also have to have strong extremity muscles, particularly in the legs, and you must have flexibility in your joints. If you have an imbalance in your flexibility, you will concentrate force or stress in another area. So it's, you, you have to have total fitness to really give a, to do these things without getting um, uh, injured. Um, so it's a, a total body type workout with flexibility, strengthening extremities, and the core. And then once you have that, it's not enough. You have to actually know how to use your muscles properly. And in, in spine, you have to know how to how to do something called neutral spine and how to how to move and how to uh, perform an athletic uh, activity with within a neutral spine. Um, all other sports have their things too, but um, you know whatever it is, if it's throwing, if it's uh, a racket or a bat, uh, swimming, the core is essential to have that right. Um, otherwise, you're 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 going to break down somewhere. So if you have, if you like to cross train, that's great because you don't, you're, you're using your core in all these different ways. So it makes you more efficient and more, uh, adept at, at, at using the core in different, uh, in different sequences or situations. And then by not overusing any one part, you have a much less chance of injuring it. 
or, or taking it out to failure. Weirdly, the trend in youth sports is to focus on one sport year round. If you're a soccer player, you if you're a good soccer player, you tend to play soccer year round. Is this necessarily a good thing? No, but it's what's happening because the competition is very, very keen. So with sports that require a lot of skill, for instance, baseball, the skills of baseball are very difficult to master. Uh, and as you get into higher and higher levels, um, the competition is so great that uh, unless you're really skilled at these things, it's hard to catch up. And nowadays, everything's so super organized, you have to by almost join a traveling team and be in tournaments. Uh, nobody plays in the playground anymore. Um, so that's what we've seen. Um, athletic kids, I think, should play a lot of different sports, and they should have fun doing it, and there shouldn't be a lot of pressure on them when they're really young. They should kind of play everything and see what they like. Uh the burnout with these youth sports is pretty significant where they're they're training several days a week and then they're either playing several games or every weekend's a tournament, a traveling tournament. They hardly have time to do anything else. And if you have a couple, if you have several siblings, then it becomes uh, even worse. So I, I would recommend getting away from that. Uh, my own kids were, were very good athletes and were into that too, and they played multiple sports, but as they got into high school, then it was harder and harder to do that because the trend is you train for one thing. So I bucked that a little bit, but um, it, it is uh, there's a lot of pressure to just do one sport, maybe two. But if you get if you become too spread out, then then actually um, coaches tend to uh, penalize you for that. Well, well, most of us are going to be casual athletes. Uh, most of us are not going to be serious. Uh, we just want to, we want to try to stay in some kind of shape and maybe lose a little weight. So let's let's talk a little bit about some suggestions you might have for the counter sports. If if uh, if I like to run, what's a what's a good thing for me to do to counter that that wear and tear and whatever I do when I'm running? Is there some some other kind of sport I should be doing every other day? Well, the the problem with running uh, is it's a slow cardio, and slow cardio doesn't really get you strong. You okay. may have a good aerobic capacity, but you're not very strong. The sprinters are generally very muscular and strong, and they do uh, high-intensity, low-duration type exercises. And they, they'll pull muscles and stuff, but they don't generally beat their bodies up, whereas the long-distance runners have all kinds of running injuries, overuse injuries. So I would say if you're going to do the, uh, you know, I wouldn't do long distance running as a, particularly as you age, because it doesn't, I don't think it really is a good, good thing. I would do more like uh, interval training, sprints, followed by a uh, recovery. And that, that helps build up your strength, and it also helps build up um, your fat burning, makes you lean. If you're going to do running, you have to you have to do resistance training too. Uh, you have to be strong uh, in order to withstand those uh, those um, those stresses. Now, running is a very slow twitch activity, uh, type one muscle slow twitch. So, if you want to supplement it, you would do more fast twitch, like sprinting is a fast twitch, or a sport that requires you to to move quickly, then accelerate decelerate, change directions, those kind of things. 
Mm-hmm. So the, that's what I would I would recommend something who wants for somebody who wants to just do running, do something else where you're uh, you're you're doing more high intensity but low duration activity, and that could so, be anything. It could be basketball. It mm-hmm. could be Great. tennis. It could okay. be something else. But it, the, the main thing is you're training different muscle types and you're putting different forces on your joints. So if uh, if someone's a serious biker and they do uh, dozens of miles a, a day or a week, what's something a bicyclist would do to counteract uh, you know a complementary exercise for that? Well, bikers are very much lower extremity dominant. I mean, they're, they they've got the thighs like tree trunks, but you look at their upper body and they're they're very uh, uh, slight. So I would do something more of an upper body workout. Um, that may be something uh, like uh, like you, you mentioned boxing before, but something that involves the upper body. That may be weight training where you're doing more lifts for the upper body and a little bit less with the legs, although I prefer to do total body workouts you know, on alternate days so that you, you, you uh, address all the muscles and all your extremities and core, and you get the agonist, antagonist, uh, muscles around the joint so you don't get overdeveloped in any one area and throw a, an asymmetry or an imbalance in your in your extremity. So uh, probably if I was a, a, a hardcore biker, I would be doing something else with upper body strength. Maybe swimming, for example. Oh, yeah. Swimming's good. I mean, the main thing is do what you like doing because if you really enjoy it, you'll do it. If, if, if exercise becomes... Um, either painful or a, uh, a drudgery, it doesn't get done, particularly when you're busy. When you have a busy life, you really need to look forward to your uh, your exercise or your workout, something that you really enjoy, and make it be uh, something that complements the different uh, different parts of your body so all your whole body is involved in, in your activity through the week. That's that's some good advice, folks. If you are uh, if you're a, a heavy athlete, one way or another, try to find something that offsets it and that you enjoy doing. Dr. John Pelosa has been our guest today. Uh, Dr. Pelosa, thank you so much for for helping us out. My pleasure. Thank you. This is Art Young. We'll talk again soon.